your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. 59 degrees outside right now. Going to be 89, though. Too warm. Uh, it should be going down, though, every day. Tomorrow, 88, then 85, then 80 on Friday, 82 over the weekend, around there. Uh, we could be about 80 for Thanksgiving, which is nice. I like doing that. And I like FaceTiming friends and family on the East Coast and saying, how you doing? Our windows are open. What's going on? Oh, is it gray over there? Oh, it's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, so let's play really fast. This uh, this soundbite. So Because you know, again, Republicans are like, this guy's got to go. This Roy Moore, he's got to go. He's terrible. Is This is, this is bad. This is blah, blah, blah. Uh, even, uh, who is it, uh, the Utah Senator Mike Lee said, oh, I, I'm withdrawing my this. Republican Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana pulled his endorsement, said based on allegations against Roy Moore, his response and what is known, I withdraw support. I mean, all these other, but Tim Scott said the allegations are stronger than his denials. You got to love that, right? So Chris Van Hollen was on Fox News Sunday with um, with Chris Wallace. And Chris Wallace asked him, allegations, you'll hear this, you have an actual real senator, Democratic Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. Uh, jury is deliberating right now whether he should be found guilty on bribery and corruption charges. Should he step down? An actual senator, just listen to this, here we go. As long as we're talking about allegations, a jury in New Jersey is right now considering, not allegations, but charges of political corruption against Democratic Senator Bob Menendez. Bob. If that jury convicts him, convicts him, not allegations, but a conviction, should he step down? Chris, he, he, we're going to leave this decision to the jury, and oh, I'm not going to okay. get ahead of the game. Uh, people on the jury will look at the facts, just like people in Alabama will have to look at the facts, and they'll have to render a decision. And I'm not going to speculate mm. about what the outcome of that jury decision So here we go. The Republicans eat their own. Well, eat their own anyway, but definitely eat their own now because he is literally a threat to their business. A threat to their business. And Democrats are like, well, if this guy's found guilty of bribery and corruption, it's not for me to say he should step down. Makes you want to go vote for uh, vote for Roy Moore even more, right? And we can't, but I'm just, you know, I don't know if he's guilty. Or not. I don't know what he did. It just seems like there's just way too much crap going on here. Way too much. Uh, Emerson poll, real quick. Emerson College poll. Roy Moore up 10 points. After the Washington Post story broke. I thought this is supposed to destroy him. I don't Emerson College, not a right-leaning pollster or anything like that. Um, 55-45 lead, down from 22, still up 10. Incredible. Thank you. Now he's dropping, but he's still up. Um, so you have that. And then there's uh, news about the the accuser, one of the accusers. Not just the one that said I was 14 when he did this. And by the way, her mom uh, talked to Breitbart and said part of the story is not accurate. Uh, the the accuser from 40 years ago, who was 14 at the time, uh, said a Corfman, I think her name is. 
she said that uh, Roy Moore called her on her bedroom phone. And the mom, these are important facts. The mom said, my daughter never had a bedroom phone. Okay. Here's another one. Another one that accused Roy Moore. Oh, when I was a teenager, he did this to me. Her name is uh, Debbie Gibson, not the singer. Deborah Wesson Gibson. She was also in the Washington Post story. But you know what the Washington Post did not report about her? That she is a volunteer on the Democratic opponent's uh, team. Yep, the Democrat that is going against, that is challenging Roy Moore, she's a volunteer for him. That's one thing. Two, she worked as a, as a sign language interpreter for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And you know what else she was doing? Scrubbing her Facebook page. She didn't want anybody to see the background about her. Hmm. She should have wiped it clean like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, like, like, like with a cloth. Cloth and some pledge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Lemon. So she has deleted a bunch of uh, Facebook postings. Uh, I'm assuming that show how much she loves Hillary and Biden and Obama and hates Trump and everything else. Huh. Um, reached by Breitbart News, Gibson said she had no comment on the removals of her Facebook posts. Uh, apparently, she is st- she's still active. She Her page repeatedly urged the immediate removal of Donald Trump from office. She likes far-left activist groups. She pushed a petition drive to remove Steve Bannon from National Security Council. All this stuff. And she was one of the uh, three women quoted in the Washington Post during the left. All this out. Wonder why, huh? Are you getting this anywhere else? Is that happening? Is she going to jail? Who? Can she go to jail? No, no, not for this. It's just, th- this is the free market, right? Again, this is the beauty of, of what was set up by the founders, is that the Washington Post does this, and so people should say, man, I can't trust what they report, so I'm never going to look at them, buy them, anything. That's how it's supposed to work. So, uh, these are just gems that are conveniently being left out. Now, I have another gem for you. 632 on KNST, AIM 796 minutes uh, from now. You know, George Takai? Takai, right? George Takai hates Trump. Hates you, probably. Now it's coming out that he assaulted somebody sexually. He groped someone. But guess who he is, who he is blaming for this? This is awesome because he hates Trump. It's all Russia, Russia, Russia. Guess who he blames for the story getting around of him apparently groping, being accused of groping some guy? This is a butte. It's coming up right now, the latest from Fox. Yes, how you doing? 640 on this Monday. Yes, yes, yes. Don't forget, please, check out my iHeartRadio channel. If you want more Garrett, and let's face it, who doesn't want more Garrett? Uh, my wife is online, too, ready to answer that question. <laughs> uh, just go to iHeartRadio.com and search Garrett Lewis, 2Rs1T, 2Rs1T. Very, it's, it's so easy to do. Uh, or if you have the iHeartRadio app on your phone, your tablet, whatever, just search Garrett Lewis. It'll take you to the page. And Ryan puts up uh, the, uh, the entire show, interviews, highlights, funny segments, all kinds of stuff, things that he thinks are good. He does all of that for you. And Thanks the company. And the company. Yeah. Uh, you're a hard work. You're a hard work. Mostly for you. There you go. For you. No, you. As Don says. You. Yes, you. Thank you. You. Yeah. Uh, so, so there you go. Like it. Like it. Follow Just And you, by the way, you can like it. You can follow it. That, that's what you can do for that iHeart channel page. That way when new stuff happens, it pops up. Hey, new episode or something like that. Whatever it says. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, the Roy Moore saga turns out uh, not really affecting him too much. He's still up by 10 points in the polls. According to Emerson, after the story broke out, uh, one ABC station in, in Alabama couldn't find anybody to say they believe the Washington Post story. Uh, NBC reported the same, 
Uh, CNN said why Roy Moore supporters are sticking with him. Man, how about that, huh? And apparently he's going. he said he's going to sue the Washington Post for doing what they did. That's some big stuff. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and this is, uh, this is a really incredible one, three NFL players took a knee on Veterans Day weekend. However, uh, it's, the fans are speaking. You know, the advertisers are mad. Papa John's is mad. More pictures coming out this weekend of stadiums. The Chargers and Texans, quarter filled maybe. Uh, Bears, Packers, big rivalry in Chicago, Soldier Field, Veterans Day weekend, half full at most. Well, it's because the teams stink. They go to the game. There's eight games a year. They go. Not looking good there. Third thing that I think you need to know, Bill Gates, uh, through his Belmont Investing Group, bought uh, land just west of Phoenix, Tonopah. 25,000 acres for about 80 million bucks. He wants to make it a smart city, make it a logistical hub, a data this, that, blah, 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 you know, self-driving cars, you name it. He wants to do all that stuff. Who knows when? We don't know. But that's what he's doing. Three things that I think you need to know. Apparently, he thinks Phoenix will continue to expand, like the waistline. That's what it is. It keeps expanding. You know, it went, you know, people thought uh, up in the, in the valley that it wouldn't go really much past Phoenix itself. Then it went to Glendale. Then it went to Goodyear. Wouldn't go much past that. Then into Buckeye. And it goes on now to Tonopah, about 50 miles west of that. And then east of it, I mean, as you drive up I-10 here, you know, people would never thought that Queen Creek would be built up. Oh, yeah. But it's built up. Maricopa, it's all it's being built up like crazy. Chandler. Yep, Chandler, Gilbert. all that stuff. Gilbert, yeah. Of course, down here we're losing people. But, yeah, great. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so, George Takai. But I could have sworn one time I saw him on a, on a uh, Comedy Central roast, and he said it's Takai, rhymes with gay, I think is what he said. Or does he just say that to be funny? I mean, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Um, I'm not into that stuff. Why are you looking at me that way? Because he was Star Trek. Was that what I said? Yeah, Mr. Sulu. Is that what I did? Is that what I said? Yeah. I'm not a Star Wars guy, like well, I said. Nine, Mr. Sulu. No, I like Star Wars, the original three. Fine, I'm not a Star Trek. I'm not into this, this junk. I like women. Imagination? Day- Dungeons and Dragons? Dude, no. Star Trek was the best. They had green women. I don't, you know, now you're going to think I'm a racist because I don't find green women attractive. What? George, a story from the, apparently he's being accused uh, of groping a, a model, an ex-model and actor, Scott Broughton, back in 1981. I love, they're all coming out of the closet now, literally. Uh, Takai is now accused of groping this guy. Who knows if it's true? But it, this guy says he did this to me in his L.A. condo back in 1981. Uh so George Takai is now explaining why so many people were talking about this. He blames Russia. Why not? Here's a headline from the Daily News, New York Daily News. George Takai blames Russian bots for trying to amplify sexual assault accusation. Wait, what? Yes. Russian bots for the sex assault accusation. Okay. That's what he said. In a now-deleted tweet, he blamed Russian bots for spreading the story after this Scott Brunton came out, right? The tweet credited to securingdemocracy.org showed Russian bot activity over the last 48 hours. Apparently, he had increased in popularity almost 20,000%, and George Takai had jumped by more than 15,000% when it comes to searches. So Takai wrote on Twitter, it's clear to me, it's clear they want to cow me into silence, but do not fear, friends, I won't succumb to that. And you ready for it? By way of background, when I criticized Putin's anti-LGBT policies publicly, Russian bots attacked my Facebook page relentlessly 
And we had to develop special security measures and ban all traffic from within the Russian Federation and the Ukraine. I am accustomed to their practices. And then apparently deleted the tweets. Because they're like, you're crazy. So Russia wanted Trump to win, and they want George Takai to be talked about on Twitter about this. Brutton told The Hollywood Reporter, he became friends with Takai when he was 23, and the actor was in his mid-40s. They met for dinner one night, went back to Takai's condo, where Brutton had two drinks and began to feel dizzy. Would he get Cosby'd? I thought I was going to pass out. I said, I need you to sit down. And he said, sit over here. And he had a giant yellow beanbag chair. I mean, it was <laughs> right after the 70s, right? <laughs> uh, did he... Did he add it on Daddy's lap? <laughs> well, just the beanbag chair for oh, now. Oh, okay. He said, the next thing I remember, I was coming to, and he had put my pants down around my ankles, was groping my crotch, trying to get my underwear off, and feeling me up at the same time, trying to get his hands down my underwear. Garrett, come on. You were making fun of this Roy Moore thing from 1979. Why, you think this is true, too? Everybody's coming out in Hollywood with these stories because um, they're not afraid. You think they're just not afraid with the Roy? I don't know. Maybe the Roy Moore stuff is true. It just seems a bit... Much right now. It just seems a bit much. Take it where you want. But this guy went into some pretty graphic detail. What a worry more. And whatever, if it was bad, then it was. I mean, if it's true, it's awful. You don't kiss a 14 year old when you're 32 years old. Um, whatever. So it says here, Takai denied this. He said, I want to assure you all that I am as shocked and bewildered of these claims as you must feel reading them. The events he describes back in the 80s simply didn't occur. I do not know why he has claimed them now. I have racked my brain to ask if I remember Mr. Brutton. I cannot say I do. He called it a he said, she said. It took place almost 40 years ago. Uh, but at first he blamed the Russians. Because he really thinks apparently that Vladimir Putin gives a crap about what he says. Whatever. Uh, so that's the latest when it comes to Hollywood. Well, for, for that at least. Uh, I see Louis C.K. Is he funny? I don't find him funny. People are like, Louis C.K. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tried watching a show on FX once. I didn't find it to be very funny. It was, and I like dark stuff. It wasn't even, it was like not, it was not like funny dark. It was just kind of lame, to be honest with you. His stand-up, I don't know, people oh, he's the greatest. It's all subjective. It's like art, you know? It's all subjective. I mean, I find Andrew Dice Clay funny. And he, you know, it's like. Well, a, he was funny. He's like, a sec, he's like a cursing second grader, but I find <laughs> it funny. That's just my mentality. Um. But Louis C.K. admitted that he apparently, he admitted to everything that he did. Apparently, he used his power. He wielded his power uh, and decided to um, uh, pleasure himself in front of women. Yep. That's what he decided to do. Uh, Very creepy. Very strange. Um, And he, he admitted this. He's like, yep. Yep, 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 yep. I, uh, I, I, I admitted this. I did it. Sorry about that. I didn't realize it was wrong or something like that. Oh yeah. This, yeah. It's crazy. I. Women said he. He literally whipped down his pants and said, "Can you watch me do this? Can you watch me do this?" See, there's a movie that was going to come out. I Love You, Daddy is what it was called. And it already said, you know, we're not going to release it. We're done with it. We're done with him. That's just how it is. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but he, uh, I mean, who, I just don't, I don't understand. I, you have power over people. I, because you're above them on the, the totem pole, so to speak, on the food chain. 
You think he could just whip it? I mean, and this obviously must happen all over the place, right? It, it, it really must. Uh, it can't just be that business. It happens in other places. Um, but he said the accusations are true. He said, quote, these stories are true. I guess you got to give it to him for actually having the guts to come forward and say, yep, I did it. He put out a statement. I want to address the stories told to the New York Times by five women named Abby, Rebecca, Dana, Julia. That's four. Who felt able to name themselves. Oh, yeah, one who did not. The stories are true. At the same time, I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a woman my blank before, my junk before, without asking first, which is also true. So he would say to them, can I show you my junk? So apparently that, that made it okay in his brain. I said to myself, what I did was okay because I never showed it to him without asking first. Well, oh, yeah. That's not creepy. What I learned later in life, too late, is that when you have a power over another person, asking them to look at your junk isn't a question. It's predicament for him. The power I had over these women is that they admired me, and I wielded that, that power irresponsibly. I have been remorseful of my actions. He's only remorseful because he was caught. I've tried to learn from them and run from them. Now I'm aware of the extent of the impact of my actions. Oh, so you didn't realize you would traumatize a woman by saying, would you like to look at my junk? Uh, he, what he didn't say is that, what if they said no? Because I can't imagine one being like, uh, okay. Because that's like creepy. I can't imagine that. It's not part of a stand-up? Mm, well, I don't know if it was standing up. Anyway, uh, now I'm aware of the extent of the impact of my actions. I learned yesterday the extent to which I left these women who admired me feeling badly about themselves and cautious around other men who would never put them in that position. Wow. I wish I'd reacted to their admiration of me being a good, uh, being a good example to them as a man and given them some guidance as a comedian, including because I admired their work. Anyways, the hardest regret to live with is what you've done to hurt someone else. Again, would he have ever admitted this? If he was caught, like if none of them came out, he'd still be like, no, nah, this is cool. I'm still going to show my junk to people. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. 652 in the next hour, we'll get to um, uh, other stories in the news, including apparently the media taking Trump's words out of context. Shocker there, right? Shocker there. Where uh, they think that he apparently is siding with Putin over intelligence. But if you hear Trump talk, it's actually the opposite. So we have that. Uh, and. Also, there was an op-ed written by a lawyer in New York. One, he doesn't think that his son should be friends with white children. Kidding me? Isn't that racist? We'll get to that. Coming up, 652, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.
708, what are you doing? It's Monday. It's November 13th. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, this whole Roy Moore stuff, apparently uh, his lead has dropped from 22 points to 10 points. So after this whole big thing comes out, Emerson College uh, poll still has him up 10 points in Alabama. And there are television stations down there that can't find anybody that believes the Washington Post. I have the video up on my page at KNST.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page. You can check it out for yourself. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. So I'll put that stuff up there. They can't find people. And he said he's going to sue the Washington Post, too. Uh, well, uh, by the way, the Washington Post also. This is all re- regarding Roy Moore. The Washington Post also um, didn't report that one of the accusers also happens to be a volunteer for his Democratic opponent and also was a sign language interpreter for Biden and Hillary and also uh, is all part of all kinds of groups that are trying to impeach Trump. Whoops. Second thing that I think you need to know. Hey, this is a new one right here. How about this one here? Uh, just coming out. Uh, Donald Trump uh, poll is now up to 46% approval. Apparently people are actually, and that I bet you it's over 50, but the way these things are done anyway. So he's up to 46% approval, probably based on, well, the economy and people feeling more confident, better about themselves. They're seeing what he's doing overseas, or are they? Are they? 46% approval rating. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, Bill Gates bought about 25,000, well, his investor group, about 25,000 acres of property just west of Phoenix and Tonopah uh, for $80 million wants to turn it into a smart city. Digital everything, autonomous cars, data centers, the logistical hub, all this stuff. So uh, he wants to make it a smart city west of Phoenix. Three things I think you need to know. Um... Now, there was a story in the Washington, I'm sorry, the New York Times, an op-ed, Sunday Opinion, Eko N. Yanka. That's the guy's name. He's a law professor at Yeshiva. What? Yes. Apparently, uh, he's black. He wrote a piece. This is just, I mean, this is, this is crazy to me. I, never, I don't really talk about opinion pieces like this, but when they're so outrageous, it's like the same thing as playing a soundbite on the air, right? This is over the weekend of the New York Times, and it's titled, Can My Children Be Friends with White People? Oh, shit, here we go. Excuse me? It's out! Race war! Wow. Can my children... Imagine if I started out the show. Can my kids be friends with black people? What? What? I would probably go, well, why not? <clears throat> and you should. So this guy actually has this. Are you ready for it? Yep. <sighs> my oldest son wrestling with a four-year-old's happy struggles is trying to clarify how many people can be his best friend. He says, my best friends are you and mama and my brother, and but even a child's joy is not immune to this ominous political period. Really, a four-year-old knows what's going on. My four-year-old has no idea. He knows Trump's president. That's pretty much it. Trying to brainwash him. Anyway, this summer's images of violence in Charlottesville, Virginia, prompted an array of questions. Some people hate others because they're different, I offer lamely. Really? You tell your four-year-old that? Am I a bad dad because I haven't told my four-year-old that? My four-year-old didn't watch the Charlottesville, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, attack, ridiculous thing that one racist guy ran over the people. I didn't. Hey, Grayson, look at this. A childish but distinct panic enters his voice, but I'm not different. 
So he's, this, actually, this guy told his four-year-old, some people hate others because they're different. And his kid said, but I'm not different. So this law professor writes, it's impossible to convey the mixture of heartbreak and fear I feel for him. Donald Trump's election has made it clear that I will teach my boys the lesson generations old, one that I, for the most part, nearly escaped. I will teach them to be cautious. I will teach them suspicion, and I will teach them distrust. Much sooner than I thought I would, I will have to discuss with my boys whether they can truly be friends with white people. Because that's not racist, right? That's not stereotyping. That's not lumping everybody in one category, right? That's what this guy actually wrote, a law professor. Meaningful friendship is not just a feeling. It's not simply being able to share a beer. It's more than a feeling. (laughs) Real friendship is impossible without the ability to trust others, without knowing that your well-being is important to them. Excuse me? The desire to create, maintain, or wield power over others destroys the possibility of friendship. Wow. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous dream of black and white children holding hands was a dream precisely because he realized that in Alabama, conditions of dominance made real friendship between white and black people impossible. You ready for this? History has provided little reason for people of color to trust white people in this way. And these recent months have put in the starkest relief the contempt with which the country measures the value of racial minorities. Excuse me? He writes, America is transfixed on the opioid epidemic among white Americans who often get hooked after being overprescribed painkillers, white, while studies show that doctors underprescribe pain medication for African Americans. Okay, that's what he writes. But when black lives were struck by addiction, we cordoned off minority communities with the police and threw away an entire generation of black and Hispanic men. I believe leading up to the election and after the election, Trump actually said, I want to do everything I can to help the black community. I want to help with schools. We got to end drugs. We got to do. It's as if they don't listen to the words that come out of his mouth. What did Obama do, by the way, for the black community? Their unemployment rose. How did life get better? Anyway. Likewise, despite centuries of exclusion and robust evidence of continuing racism, hmm, minority underemployment is often couched in the language of bad choices and personal responsibility. When systemic joblessness strikes swaths of white America, we get an entire presidential campaign centered on globalization's impact on the white working class. Well, that was part of it. That's what Trump, Trump said. Jobs went away. Right, Forgotten but, Americans, but it's, it was also black Americans, too. You said Americans. Yes, Americans. He never right. said white. Nope, you're right. He said forgotten men and women. That's why this guy hears the words but doesn't hear what Trump actually says. He hears what he wants to hear. He writes, even the nerve of some rich or visible African Americans to protest that America in its laws and its police has rarely been just to all has been met with the howls of a president who cannot tolerate that the lucky and the uppity do not stay in their place. Uh, I think he's actually trying to get Hillary put in prison. And she's white. And she's uppity. Yeah, she is. (laughs) I will teach my boys to have profound doubts that friendship with white people is possible. I mean, this is what this guy writes. Wow. Again, he only sees, well, the media is only covering the opioid thing because 
It's gotten really bad. It really didn't get any coverage until probably the last six months to a year. When Reagan said, just say no to drugs, was it only for white people to say no to drugs? According to yeah, this guy, possibly. I know. I know. Anyways. Of course, again, this is, you know, this guy is not going to talk about one of the main problems, which is the fact that, you know, the parents, the mom, the dad, it's a lot easier. And I could speak of this. It's tough to, it's tough enough to raise a kid or kids when you have a mom and a dad. I can't imagine doing it alone. And without a father, a father figure in someone's life. So anyway, uh, he writes, again, I will teach my boys to have profound doubts that friendship with white people is possible. Again, this is a lawyer, a law, law professor at Yeshiva. When they ask, I will teach my sons that their beautiful hue is a fault line. Spare me platitudes of how we're all the same on the inside. I first have to keep my boys safe, and so I will teach them before the world shows them this particular brand of rending, violent, often fatal betrayal. Wow. Fatal betrayal. And then he writes, let me assure you that my heartbreak dwarfs my anger. I grew up in a classic Midwestern college town. With all its American faults, mm, it was a diverse and happy childhood kind of place, slightly dull in the way parents wish for their children. If race showed in class lines, school cliques, and being pulled over more often, our little Americana lacked the deep racial tension and mistrust that seems so hard to escape now. So apparently there was no racism then. Right? No racism then. But now there is. What's surprising, he writes, is that I'm heartbroken at all. It's only for African-Americans who grew up in such a place watching Mr. Trump is so disorienting. For many weary minorities, the ridiculous thing was thinking friendship was possible in the first place. It hurts only if he believed friendship could bridge the racial gorge. So again, Trump's just a flat-out racist, right? Really? Imagining we can now be friends across these, this political line is asking us to ignore a uh, political line now. Our safety and that our children to abandon personal regard and self-worth. Only white people can cordon off Mr. Trump's political meaning, ignore the unpleasantness from a position of safety. His election and the year that has followed have fixed the awful thought in my mind, too familiar to black Americans. You can't trust these people. These people. What do you mean by these people? These people. people. Yep. It's not Mr. Trump himself who has done this. We're not for our reverence for money. Trump would easily be recognized as simple-minded, vulgar, bigoted blowhard. Really? It's certainly not the neo-Nazis marching on Charlottesville. We have seen that type before. Rather, what has truly broken my heart are the ranks of Mr. Trump's many allies and apologists. Hmm. His supporters are practiced at purposeful blindness. Really? Do I have to go on? He basically says, again, my kids can't trust white people. He writes at the end, don't misunderstand. White Trump supporters and people of color can like one another, but real friendship? Mr. Trump's bruised ego invents outrageous claims of voter fraud. It actually has happened. Not caring that his rhetoric was built upon dogs and water hoses sent on black children? And even today, the relentless effort to silence black voices? What? This is just a, this is pathetic. And it's pathetic that he's going to teach his boys at a young age that they can't be friends with white people. You ready for this part? Indeed, and even Donald Trump's America, I have not given up on being friends with all white people. My bi-ethnic wife 
My most trusted friend understands she is seen as a white woman, even though her brother and father are not. So she's half white. Among my dearest friends, the wedding party and children's godparents variety, many are white. But these are the friends who have marched in protest, rushed to airports to protest the president's travel ban. People who have shared the risks required by strength and DC. So why doesn't he just say not white people, but conservative people? Right? Pro-American people? And the New York Times writes, they, they publish it like it's not a problem. Wow. So, if, by the way, if you're white and you're a Democrat or you're a liberal, you should be upset that this guy basically stereotyped you. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, I don't want to say it's child abuse, but it's a, it's a form of that, isn't it? By brainwashing your kid. I mean, it's just like brainwashing, like a, like a white supremacist brainwashing his kid that black people are terrible. Same kind of a thing, isn't it? We'll continue in five. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. 728. Good luck. Uh, it is, uh, it's kind of, it's actually chilly here in the studio, isn't it, Ryan? I know it's really cold, but I'm going to keep it that way because it keeps us on our toes. I have my life literally. Best, I know, I see it. You're like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. You can ask for a tab. Uh, and that hasn't been around in a long time. It's so Tab gross. cola. Ugh. I can't imagine. Never had it. Uh, I only drank the extra sugary Pepsi, the three liter bottles back when, uh, you know, parents tried to kill their kids by giving them three liter soda. Anyway. Well, you know, they said it's none of your growth. That's why I never drank it. What? That's it. 89 for a high today. Uh, I'm going to put this video up at KNST.com. This is in response to that New York Times op-ed that I just read to you, where this, this black law professor at Yeshiva is wondering, actually says, I, you know, can, or wonders, can my kids be friends with white people? And he doesn't think they can. So I want to bring you a story from right next to New York, a state called Connecticut, where 20-year-olds were elected to office. 20, you imagine that, 20? Young, I mean, 20-year-old Republicans in Connecticut, and they're black. Wait, what? Am I up over there? Ready? Here we go. Tonight, age is just a number for two young men from Middletown. They are 20-year-old best friends, and they're believed to be the youngest black Republicans ever to win political office here in deep blue Connecticut. News Ace Mario Boone live in our New Haven newsroom tonight with their story. Hang on. I mean, this. do you think that this yeshiva professor could actually be friends with these two? Could his, could his children be friends with these two guys? I don't know. Well, it's not what you'd expect from most 20-year-old college students, but a pair of best friends from Middletown just ran for public office and won. And what's really dropping jaws tonight, they're black and Republican. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> what's dropping jaws is that they're black and Republican. They've been best friends since middle school. I met him playing two-hand touch football, <laughs> you know. Now they're 20-year-old juniors in college. Well, he's the quarterback. I was the slot receiver. After Tuesday's election, they're believed to be the youngest black Republicans ever to win political office no. in deep blue Connecticut. No. Ed Ford won a seat on the Middletown School Board, the same district where he attended public schools. And when the results came in, um, I was just... Absolutely euphoric. Tyrell Brown was elected to the Middletown Planning and Zoning Commission, 
where he too grew up. When the results did come in it, and I found that I won, I said, okay, I said, here we go, time to get to work. Both freely admit some of their friends and family question if they're too young for rough and tumble Connecticut politics. If you have the will to do it, if you have the passion to do it, go do it now. And they routinely get the side eye for belonging to the GOP. I, I definitely love Thanksgiving and Christmas at my house because it always gets interesting. Ford <laughs> is a psychology major at Central Connecticut. Brown, a business major at Southern Connecticut, and they both love chicken parmesan. Well, who I asked each how they'll juggle classes. Good. And now they have my vote. I mean, if you don't love chicken parmesan, there's something wrong with you. I like Sa- it. I sauteed like it chicken breast, pan fried, marinara sauce, melted mozzarella cheese, parmesan on top. As long as, as it Can't is go an wrong. eggplant. Ugh. Yeah, well, Blech. my wife's starting me to, and I'll, another story. Anyway. And public service. Thank God for calendars. Time management. They don't sound like they're 20, do they? Yeah. You know? Now, both are set to be sworn in next Tuesday. You can find out more details about the ser- We're good. We found out enough. Thank you. I was just waiting. Hang on. I was just waiting for the guy to be like, y- you know you're black, right? Uh, is, that, that, is that what it is? <laughs> What's going on? I love it. We we love Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, they're trying to do the right thing. Good for those guys. But again, I I thought that according to that uh, yeshiva professor, I mean, especially if you like Trump, you're a Republican, whatever it is, you're white. You must hate black people. You just there's just this big divide. So there you go. Seven thirty two. We'll we'll continue. Get I will get your reaction. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven eight. You can also pound two fifty on your phone and just say Garrett Lewis when the prompt comes up and you get right through just like that. Uh, we'll also get to the, uh, what Trump really said about Putin. Media says that apparently Trump is siding with Putin over our intelligence. That's not what he said. You can actually hear what he said. I'll play it for you. Coming up right now, here's the latest from Fox. Fuck. 740, hi, it's Monday. What are you doing? Hanging uh, out? Well, there you go. Being entertained? I like it. I have videos up at KNST.com. I'm about to put the, uh, the video up about the two youngest black Republicans to be elected in Connecticut. 20-year-old uh, black men. Ran as Republicans, elected to office. And it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious because the media is like, what do we do? I, don't, I just don't know. I just don't get it. So uh, that'll be up there as well as the story about uh, uh, an ABC station down there in Alabama couldn't find any, anybody uh, turning their back on, on Roy Moore. They couldn't find anybody. They're asking everybody. Uh, it's hilarious. That one's up there at KNSD.com. All right, three things I think you need to know. Number one, speaking of Roy Moore, apparently he, according to Emerson College Poll, he still has a 10-point lead after the uh, Washington Post hit piece came out. Still a 10-point lead. Uh, he said he's going to sue the Washington Post. Uh, like I said, TV stations have uh, can't find anybody. NBC News tried to find people. They said we couldn't find anybody to say anything bad about Roy Moore. It's all there. And uh, apparently one of the women that accused him, the Washington Post didn't bother to report that she was actually a volunteer for his Democratic opponent, his campaign. Plus she did sign language interpreting for Biden and Hillary. And on Facebook, as part of groups that want to impeach Trump and everything else, they left all that stuff out. There's a shock, right? Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, Trump's approval has jumped to 46%, according to Rasmussen. 46%, because maybe he's actually, looks like he's doing a pretty good job, huh? Hmm. I really think it's more than that. People don't, Trump supporters don't want to tell other people, for the most part, what they think. Third thing I think you need to know, Bill Gates. Uh, his firm just bought 
80, I spent $80 million on 25,000 acres of land just west of Phoenix in Tonopah. I want to make it a smart city, a smart city right near uh, I-11 that will open. Or that has actually opened. That's uh, apparently uh, going to expand uh, through Belmont to Las Vegas. They don't know when it's going to be built, but they want it to be a smart city where there's one already in Columbus, apparently. Uh, but don't ask Michigan fans that because they don't think anything is smart in Columbus. But anyway, uh, just west of Phoenix. Uh, they want to build 80,000, they call them residential units, you mean homes, 470 acres for public schools, all kinds of stuff, uh, auto-driving cars, you name it. Three things I think you need to know. Let's play some sound bites real quick. Uh, the media is losing their mind. They, they are literally pushing revenge, revenge pieces, revenge pieces, revenge pieces uh, on Trump. That's the media's job now. They put a photo to make Trump look really bad. They published that. The New York and the New York Times reporter that or photographer that did that, that took the picture and then tweeted, I got my revenge on him. I mean, it's just, I made him look stupid. Really? That's your job? Okay, great. Anyway, before we get to all that stuff, uh, some more. The media like literally lost its mind on what Trump said about Vladimir Putin. Um, let's do the whole thing. What the question and answer? 32. Should we do the whole thing, you think, or just Trump's answer? Let's just do Trump's answer. He's asked about, hey, didn't you say that you believe Putin now when Putin said he didn't meddle in the elections? You said you believe him and stuff? And Trump says, no, actually, I said this. 129. Let's do 129. This is what Trump said. Here we go. What I said there is that I believe he believes that, and that's very important for somebody to believe. I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the election. As to whether I believe it or not, I'm with our agencies, especially as currently constituted with their leadership. Oh. I believe in our... Intel agencies, our intelligence agencies, I've worked with them very strongly. Uh, there weren't 17, as was previously reported. There were actually four. Uh, but they were saying there were 17. There were actually four. But as currently uh, led by fine people, I believe very much in our intelligence agencies. Now, at the same time, uh, I want to be able, because I think it's very important, to get along with Russia to get along with China. Pause it. To get along. We'll get back to that after. You can get, get rid of that soundbite for now because he says some good things there too. But you heard him right there. And so basically he's saying the current leadership of the FBI, the CIA, uh, Director of National Security, um, that I like them. So basically he said, screw John Brennan, the old CIA director. Screw James Clapper, the liar. Forget those guys. That's, that's kind of like what he said right there. It? And that's fine. So um, let's say Andrea Mitchell, 133. Andrea Mitchell lost her mind about this. It's as if she didn't listen to what the words that uh, that he said were. This is what she said. Here we go. This seems to me to be so far outside the norms and what any previous president have ever considered acceptable to oh. be attacking uh, former leaders of the intel community on foreign soil while siding with Vladimir Putin in the way that the president has here. Go. Go. I mean, it would be outrageous if he said it in America, but to say it on foreign soil is so exponentially worse uh it's hard to hard to even compare it to any previous president really there were times when i was covering ronald reagan and on the early foreign trips when he wasn't well rested he made some goofs he would make you know he would misspeak but never on substance i mean they those were sort of gotcha errors that that people would focus on Hmm. with an elderly president but this is so Beyond the pale to really? side with Putin over the intelligence agencies, really? the former intelligence leaders who were representing the workforce, the product, the analysis of the men and women who are still there in those agencies, and to take 
the line political hacks against Brennan and Clapper. On Veterans Day, Clapper, a man who served since the early days in Vietnam in uniform and uh, has served the country for more than 50 years before retirement. It's just sort of out of any kind of space. Out of, oh, it's just horrible. Horrible. Uh, Trump was actually attacked by Chuck Schumer, other Democrats, while overseas. And apparently there's an unwritten rule that you don't, you don't attack the president when he's traveling overseas. They didn't care. But apparently he took the side of Putin over James Clapper. Remember when James Clapper lied? You remember this? Throw me up over there real quick. James Clapper, really quick, asked about the NSA, the National Security Agency, what it does, spying on Americans. This is where he actually, he lied under oath. Listen to this. So what I wanted to see is, is if you could give me a Senator yes or Wyden. no answer to the question, does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans? No, sir. What? It does not. <laughs> He's shocked. Not wittingly. Oh, wittingly. There are cases where they could in- inadvertently perhaps uh, collect, but not, not wittingly. <laughs> uh, that's a lie. They collect every text you send, email you send, phone call. Doesn't mean they listen to it, but they collect it all just in case they need to. He lied. But we got to honor this guy. You got to believe everything he says. Really? Uh, and again, Trump said, I side with my intelligence that I have now. What do you think they told him? They're out there saying Putin's done some stuff. And this is what, you know, what do you think Putin and Trump say behind closed doors? Let's get, let's get back to that soundbite real quick, too, the Trump. It was with 142 left. Um, what, do you think, what do you think Trump said behind closed doors? I remember there's a tweet sent out, Putin and Trump reached a deal for, for him to fight ISIS in Syria. Putin's going to help fight ISIS. He's got a good deal. You don't think, by the way, behind closed doors, Trump would say, hey, don't do this crap, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you think he would do that? Maybe. What do you think? All right, I'll tell you what. Don't do that crap anymore publicly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that whatever you believe, you believe. I'm not going to accuse you of anything anymore. Let's just get past it, but don't do it again. You don't think that could actually take place? These people are so stupid. Let's get more to what Trump said. All right, answer the question. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not looking to stand and start arguing with somebody when there's reporters all around and cameras co- recording yep. and seeing our conversation. Putin. I think it was very obvious to everybody. I believe that President Putin really feels, and he feels strongly, that he did not meddle in our elections. What he he believes is what he believes. What I believe is that we have to get to work, and I think everybody understood this that heard the answer. We have to get to work to solve Syria, to solve North Korea, to solve Ukraine, to solve terrorism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people don't realize Russia's been very, very heavily sanctioned. They were sanctioned at a very high level. And that took place very recently. It's now time to get back to healing a world that is shattered and broken. Those are very important things. And I feel that having Russia in a friendly posture, as opposed to always fighting with them, is an asset to the world and an asset to our country, not a liability. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Hillary Clinton had the reset button. She wanted to get back together with Russia. She even spelled reset wrong. That's how it started. And then it got worse. Yep. President Obama wanted to get along with Russia, but the chemistry wasn't there. Getting along with other nations is a good thing, not a bad thing. Believe me, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. 
Why is it, why am I going to talk in front of the reporters? You want me to berate Vladimir Putin right in front of everybody? Again, are people that stupid you think behind closed doors? Remember when Obama's mic was hot? Please tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility when I win. 750. We'll get to the uh, picture coming up, uh, the picture that was posted. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. And then uh, more of this is hilarious about these TV stations. They can't find anybody to go against Roy Moore. Media shocked. And more about the accuser as well. And the mom saying her daughter uh, was wrong on some details. It's coming up. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Save 10%. I know, I know, I know. 807, how you doing? It's Monday, November 13th. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Now, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, this whole Roy Moore thing. I don't think it's working very well uh, against him, and the media's not, it's not really like, it's not, um, <clears throat> it's just not working. Apparently, Emerson College just did a poll, and uh, even though it's dropped, he was up 22 points in Alabama. He's still up 10 points after this story came out. And there are lots of holes in this story. We'll get to those. Lots of holes. Uh, and and uh, like there's a TV station that couldn't even find. There's multiple, actually. Couldn't find anybody to speak ill. It couldn't find anybody to believe the story from the Washington Post about Roy Moore. That's even more incredible. So we'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, apparently people are, I guess, kind of like what Trump's doing because his approval rating has popped to 46% in Rasmussen. 46%, and they still get a lot of people that do the, the whole, uh, you know, undecided, blah, blah, blah. They don't want people, people don't want others to know that they are, they are Trump supporters. It's just how it is. It's how it is. Uh, economic confidence remains high. Americans are ready to spend for the holidays, according to Rasmussen. Uh, and while all these indicators have been rising, voters are evenly divided whether the economic boom, you ready for this, is due to the new president or a Barack Obama. I gotta love that. You gotta love that. So eight years, nothing, and then all of a sudden, boom. Right, okay. Uh, so anyway, but he is at 46% approval. Third thing I think you need to know is that Bill Gates spent $80 million to buy 25,000 acres of property just west of Phoenix and Tonopah to make it a smart community. A smart community. Whatever. Is that before the people move when. in? Well, <laughs> exactly. That means people will not be there. There'll be no people. It's just robots and uh, autonomous cars. Three things I think you need to know. All right. So um, real quick, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I'm a germaphobe. If you, uh, and people bust my chops all the time, and that's cool. I just don't shake their hand. Anyway, so um, I haven't talked about my germaphobia in a long time, and I did something that I never thought I'd actually do. My Drank son, stop it. Okay. My son is is sick. He, the 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 youngest one, the newest one, Harrison. He uh, he's got RSV. Uh, he's got bronchi uh, bronchiolitis. Nothing you can do about this stuff. They can't give him any kind of medicine and stuff like that. You got to just battle through it. And he, and he is, but he's wheezing a little bit, and then he's just getting stuffed up in his nose. And you know, when you, when a baby's stuffed up in the nose, you take those like those plunger type devices things you round ball and you squeeze it and sucks the snot right out of it well he literally loses his mind like he hates it so much he doesn't stop crying for like 15 20 minutes he throw a pacifier in there he doesn't care he's letting you know i hate you and what you did hate it right so i've been telling people i'm just so frustrated the kid like can't breathe he wakes himself up like no joke saturday night to sunday morning i was up every 30 minutes every 30 minutes 
he was crying, and magically my wife didn't hear it. But I know she's not feeling well either. Like my whole my whole house. So I'm up every 30 minutes. I'm I'm exhausted, but it, it happens, right? You got to just tough it out. So somebody told us about a a product called Nose Frida. They go, oh, you don't know about the Nose Frida? I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. The doctor told us about it on Thursday, and then somebody in the soccer team told us about it on Saturday, and I'm like, what is it? And the doctor told me, and I, I didn't talk about it on Friday. She's like, you basically take a tube and you stick it to your son's nose, and then on the other side you, and I'm like, so instead of like the the pump and just sucking it out by the, you want me to like go and suck it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's disgusting. She goes, no, no, you, you, this not never reaches. There's a filter there. It never reaches you. It just, but it does. It does like the best job. It's the most gentle, the most effective job. I was like, you're, you're kidding me. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll never do that. That's that's just gross. I'm not going to suck anything that's attached to somebody's nose, even my son's. It's just, you know. So she's like, all right, whatever. And then somebody, you know, it was a rough night Friday. And then Saturday, he was just freaking out. And at 830 at night, because this is what you do when, you, you know, you're married and you have two kids on a Saturday night, 830. He was just, it was so bad. His snot was so bad in his nose. You could hear it. They looked at my wife. I said, I'm going to go out and get it. She said, what? I'm going to go out and get it. I don't care. So I went out and got it because I felt so bad. This is how, okay, I've changed so much since becoming a dad. I literally, yeah, you see it, Ryan, aren't you? You're, you're seeing the videos of this, aren't you? <laughs> this is the good one, though. Don't, don't, don't. Even the, the booger comes out the other side. He's, we've been spraying saline up his nose, and then you need to loosen it, and then, yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. Stop watching that video. It's gross. So anyway, I go get it, and I literally, my wife's like, I can't believe you're going to do this. And she's like, I can't do it. it. She said, I can't know. She said, I can't do it because I'm sick. I'm like, uh huh. You know, you, you wash this. You don't just suck the boogers out, let them stay there. You you wash everything. I'll do it. I literally hooked it up. I put the little filter in there and I'm. And it worked. And he's as freaked out as I was. It is for my son. I mean, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to the show when I had my first son, I talked about it. people thought I was crazy and mean or whatever. I wanted to get gloves to change a diaper. I don't want to touch that stuff. Like, who wants to? Doesn't matter. Why should you touch anybody's stuff, right? So I did it. I sucked it, and it would, and the boogers came out. So this is not an endorsement. Am I getting paid? But I'm just telling you, this thing actually works really, really, really well. And uh, let me just tell you, I did it at two fifteen this morning. Two fifteen, and then again at like four fifteen. Oh yeah. Can you do yourself if I'm you had to? If you had a stuffy nose, could you suck your own boogers? Oh yeah, yeah. You well, it's it's you're not just your doing that. You're doing the it's the evacuation. You're creating the pressure to get them out. Okay. Right. So yes, yes, I believe you can. I will not try that because I just don't care. If your wife said, "Babe, I'm stuffed up. Can you nose free to me?" Would you? No, she could take care of that herself. <laughs> Here's the vacuum cleaner. Hook it up. I think that would work. Dustbuster? Nope. I'm done. So there you go. I am I am changing a little bit, unfortunately, because of my children. And I'm like, told my wife, and she's trying to play dumb, by the way. She's like, well, how do you put the whole thing together? And I'm like, you are oh, so much more. Redirection. You are, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you are more. Um, you have the mindset to put things together better than me, right? Much more. I, 
Don't use that as an excuse. Get in there, you know? Get up to your elbows. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's how I'm spending my, my free time. Aren't you jealous? Aren't you jealous? Uh, real quick, 814 now on KNST AM 790. Uh, John McCain commented about what, what I just played for you earlier, a half an hour ago, what Trump said. He said, I only believe what, uh, what Putin believes. What Putin believes, what, do I believe what him? I believe him when he said he didn't do anything to meddle in our election. He said, me, I side with our intelligence agencies, which say he did, right? Didn't stop John McCain from tweeting out at 4.54 this morning. Oh, wait, was that me? No, I, I tweeted out. When did John McCain tweet this out? Oh, this was Veterans Day, 4.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. There's nothing America first about taking the word of KGB colonel over U.S. intelligence community. There's no principled realism in cooperating with Russia to prop up murderous Assad regime. To believe otherwise is naive and places national security at risk. So, you know, he's talking about taking the word of KGB colonel. Says the guy that took the word that that whole Russian dossier was real. And he sent that emissary to go get it. What? What? Trump paid a couple of Russian hookers to pee on a bed where Obama slept in a four seasons in Moscow? Go, go, go. It's got to be real. got be real. Yeah. Thanks, John. Go away. Go away. So ridiculous. So I'm over that. See, now I'm getting it. So you talk about things going on in the world, right? You talk about this stuff, and then what do people want to talk about? Those vacuum? Yes. What's wrong with that? My mother, because she needs the attention. Oh, my God, can't believe you did that. Who are you? I'm I'm asking myself the same thing. I'm in shock as well. I told you. I don't think I would do that. It just sounds gross. You'd make your wife do it. So you're saying my wife just owes me huge. Big time. Bigly. 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 <laughs> so anyway, John McCain still still uh, doing stupid stuff. You didn't taste anything when you were doing the No, vacuum? no, no. And even if I did, I'm going to tell myself no, no, no. Did I taste anything? gross are you done because i'm done with this with what john so am i Uh, everything all of it all of it um now well i guess we oh oh, this is another one just happened by the way gq i don't know anybody that actually gets gq magazine i think i've read excerpts if they've done something stupid and it ends up online you know gq just named man of the year colin kaepernick Citizen of the Year, I should say. Citizen of the Year, GQ. Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Okay. That, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, you just know that you probably don't want to actually ever buy GQ as if you ever did. I mean, did you? Did anybody ever? I've seen it when I've gone to, like, you know, you get your haircut, they might have GQ out there. But that's basically it. That's basically it. Uh, people are, are really, I mean, they are speaking with their wallets, the empty stadiums. Do you see the empty stadiums this past weekend? Houston Texans, um, Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams are actually fun to watch. They were saying Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams. They are fun to watch. They have a great young quarterback in Jared Goff. I mean, they have some good players, right? They have some really good players. You see the picture of the stadium? It is, I mean... At best, half full. It's not even half full. 
I would say it's no more than a quarter to a third full. And that's for an NFL game. People aren't showing. They're not going. I will put up uh, a link to the story. Um, and I'll see if I can find the video. There might even be videos that could actually show it even better on YouTube. I'll, I'll look for those and put them up at KNST.com. I mean, it is really, really bad. Um, there's a woman, a reporter named Liz Habib, and she took a selfie with Eric Dickerson behind her, uh, with her. And then, behind you see all the empty seats. I mean, yeah. there are like major sections that are bone dry of people. I mean, they're, they're gone. They're gone. So we have that. All right, 819. Uh, coming up, the, the picture that was taken of President Trump that the media literally bragged about that they were using it as revenge on Trump. I mean, they are doing things just to try to hurt him, as if we didn't know that already. Oh, we also get to the uh, story from Alabama, where a reporter was sent on a mission to find people that now think Roy Moore is scum and he's terrible and they won't vote for him. Guess how many people they found? It's coming up. KNST AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. How can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yep, 841, thank you for hanging out. Uh Uh-huh, three things I think you need to know. By the way, 89 for Hyatt's? Oh, warm it should be it should be dropping down throughout the week though into turkey day turkey day in shorts love it uh three things i think you need to know number one the uh the hit piece by the washington post seems to not have that big of an effect on roy moore he's still up by double digits 10 points according to emerson uh and apparently emerson does good polling emerson college who knows that's what they say uh, he's dropped from 22 to 10, but he's still up 10. Second thing that I think you need to know is that Trump has jumped up to 46 points, 46% uh, approval rating in Rasmussen. And uh, Larry Sabato, who I'm always a big fan of, he thinks that uh, those polls are always about 10 points short. So he thinks Trump's in the 50s, mid-50s, which, all right. I mean, he's done a really good job overseas, man. He's done a really good job with Russia, all this stuff. Um, and, oh, apparently I just saw this. Reagan's approval at this point of his presidency? Third thing that I think you need to know is that Bill Gates bought 25,000 acres. Is that, it's 25,000, it was 80,000 acres, 80,000 acres, I believe it is. I'm trying to get my numbers confused this morning. It's Monday. About 25,000 acres for $80 million up just west of Phoenix and Tonopah wants to make it a smart city. Forward thinking, he says, with communication infrastructure. Uh, that that leads everything, cutting-edge technology, high-speed digital networks, data centers, new manufacturing technologies, distribution models in Tonopah. But they they rename it to Belmont. They have no idea when they're going to do this, but they bought it. So there you go. Three things I think you need uh, to know. So uh, there is a New York Times photographer that was very upset. I wasn't given access to get a picture of Trump. This is terrible, blah, 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 blah. Well, Trump was meeting with a bunch of leaders, the Philippines, and they do this weird handshake thing where they all stand in a line, like you're on stage, right? Shoulder to shoulder. And they're supposed to cross hands. So your right hand goes to your left side to shake hands. Your left goes to the right to shake hands. Trump kind of messed it up a little bit. 
he didn't realize. And he's like, oh, oh, sorry. And when he went, oh, oh, they kind of took a face. They took a picture of the face. And almost like the cartoon face that people draw that hate Trump. Now they're snapping. You hear the, the pictures. A million, you know, a million pictures are taken. And the New York Times photographer, purpose, his name is Doug Mills. He's a top photographer of the New York Times. He purposefully put the picture out there that makes Trump look like, like a fool. Like an ugly guy with a weird face. And, and he bragged about it. He called it revenge. See, this guy from the New York Times, this photographer Doug Mills, was very mad that he was not allowed to follow Trump inside the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, APEC, to the meetings. The White House press pool wasn't invited. Nobody was. So he was mad. So he tweeted an image of a black box caption that said, this is what our APEC summit photo coverage looks today. Blank. That's what he wrote. So he got revenge. He calls it revenge. He was still mad. So they called this family photo, all these leaders on stage, crossing hands, holding hands, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was an awkward picture of Trump. That one second, an awkward picture. And he put that up there. This Doug Mills, New York Times, tweeted out, Add real Donald Trump. Joined to the leaders in a handshake with President Rodrigo Aroa Duterte, whatever Duterte, right during the opening ceremony. And NBC's Frank Thorpe reacted, said this should be banned, admiring the photographer. He said, Mills does it again. And they, this guy claimed, this, this photographer, that he got revenge on Trump with this picture. He got revenge. And all kinds of media are going against it. All kinds of media are using it, and they're saying, oh, look, they're using that picture purposefully because they think it makes Trump look ugly and nasty and stupid and goofy. Which, let's face it, it does. But it's a split second. See, then he smiles. And instead of using the smiling picture, he's smiling for at least eight seconds there. At least ten seconds with everybody else on stage. They instead used the picture for the one second where he made the face when he realized, oop, I got to hold this guy's hand. Even the Washington, uh, Washington Post noticed they have a story. News photographer who protested White House restrictions on access gets revenge with revealing shot of Trump. Revenge. Revenge. Really? Imagine any member of the media getting revenge on Obama. They wrote, surely there were many other frames Mills could have chosen that made Trump look more distinguished. You think? So this is, again, just more media bias. It's there. It's there. Uh, by the way, speaking of media bias, let's play 127. Chuck Todd uh, asking his panel on Meet the Press. So this whole Roy Moore thing, basically, you'll hear it. And we talked about it. This Roy Moore story comes out from the Washington Post. And all of a sudden you have like 12 Republican senators saying he's got to get out of here. He's got to step down. If this is true, he's got to step down. And of course, McCain said, even if it's even if it's not true, he just needs to step down anyway. He's got to be gone. So, we, you know, we talked about it on Friday, like, man, this looks like a whole big setup. Even Chuck Todd at NBC said the same thing. Listen. Is Mitch McConnell, the way he's been, this clearly felt almost orchestrated. The minute, within an hour this came out, many of the McConnell allies came out and said he's got to go. Um, sounds like Mitch McConnell has decided it's worse if Roy Moore wins. 
<laughs> it almost seems orchestrated. Dude, when, when all of a sudden NBC News is admitting this? Uh, rather, Roy Moore's wife said the allegations against her husband not true. That's what she says, of course, standing by her man. It happens. Um, now get this, though. Breitbart News. A sixth accuser. I know you have four for Roy Moore. We're talking about all the things about them, and I'll talk about his in just a second. But sixth accuser, a woman claims George H.W. Bush groped her when I was a child. Is this true? Texas woman Rosalind Corrigan claims President George H.W. Bush groped her when she was just 16. The groping occurred in November of 2003 at an event in the Woodlands. Sixth woman to publicly accuse the 41st president of grabbing her butt without consent. She told Time Magazine, my initial reaction, my initial action was absolute horror. I was really, really confused. First thing I did was look at my mom, and while he was standing there, I didn't say anything. What does the teenager say to the ex-president of the United States? Like, hey, dude, you shouldn't have touched me like that. Huh. Bush was 79 then. Like the other five, she says it happened when she was posing with Bush for a photograph. So he was just grabbing butt while pictures were being taken? I mean, we laugh about this. I know, I know, it sucks. Is it one sec? She said, as soon as the picture was being snapped on the one, two, three, he dropped his hands from my waist down to my butt, gave it a nice ripe squeeze, which would account for the fact in the photograph my mouth is hanging wide open. So there's actual photographic evidence of it. I was like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And a Bush spokesman, Jim McGrath, told Time, George Bush simply does not have it in his heart to knowingly cause any anyone harm or distress. And he again apologized to anyone he may have offended during a photo op. He may have offended. Huh. By the way, he went skydiving the year after. So don't say he's just, you know, 79 and that's just the way it is. Cute old man. He just grabs some butt. Dirty old man. Again, what's the difference between that and the four accusers of Roy Moore? You know, one is running for office in a very turbulent time. And the other is just some 93-year-old ex-president. What are you trying to stop him from doing? That To me, that's the, the difference right there. And yet, remember, the same Bushes came out and decided to blast Trump. Blast Trump. Uh, 8.50. We'll get to the... Um, we'll get to the, the uh, woman, the original accuser. Her, is, it, is her background relevant? Do you think it is? I almost don't want to do it. I always think it is. You think so? Yeah. I don't want to criticize. I mean, if somebody's a, a sexually assaulted, it should have nothing to do with the background if there's drugs or alcohol, but we'll get to that. 8.50 in 5. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Dot com. Yes, 907. Hello. Hi, how you doing? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNS, TAM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, the Roy Moore stuff. Uh, is it affecting him? Emerson College poll has him up 10 still. After the whole uh, after the whole story came out, the hit piece in the Washington Post, uh, there is another poll in Alabama, who does this? These polls, you know, really, 
JMC Analytics, analytics and polling. They have uh, the Democrat at 46% more at 42. Huh. More than half surveyed were 65 or older described themselves as evangelical Christians. So apparently that's what's going on there. Yet, yet, TV stations, NBC News, local stations can't find anybody that is against Roy Moore when they go down there. So this reminds you of the whole Trump thing, doesn't it? Yeah. So there's that. We'll get the details about the first accuser coming up. Second thing that I think you need to know, Trump is now at 46% approval. He's popping up there. Uh, and apparently it was, I saw the information was wrong. Reagan was at 45 at the same time. So Trump's at 46 because uh, I, I guess people are enjoying what he's doing. I, whatever. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, Bill Gates buying 25,000 acres, 25,000 acres of property. In Tonopah, just west of Phoenix, for $80 million to turn it eventually, at some date that is unknown now, into a smart city. Okay. There you go. I know what you're thinking right now. Couldn't just do that in Tempe? I know. I know that's what you're thinking. I know. I know. I know. It's Tucson. I know. I get it. Three things I think you need to know. What's your problem? I don't get it. Shut up. What's wrong with Tempe? Oh, that's what's wrong with Tempe. That's what people think. I'm just letting you know that's what people think. It's too late for Tempe. And that's what some people think as well. <laughs> you know, because then there's some people, I love how I keep doing that, some people are, uh, you know, they, they would think, well, you know, the only reason that they are not in a basketball scandal, recruiting scandal like U of A is because their team just sucks anyway. So you could, but even Sun Devils will tell you that too. So <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, all right. So uh, really quick, this NFL thing is really, it's, it's remarkable. How dumb these players are. I just got to get to this before we get to the Alabama stuff. Um, three players kneeled. Two 49ers, one Giants player. Um, on Veterans Day weekend. Like, how dumb can you be? And then the pictures are out there. I mean, they are just... The pictures are out there. The stadiums, they are not full. And it's not like the pictures you see on TV because they don't show them. Reporters are tweeting out pictures. Packers, Bears, maybe half full at best. And that's the Packers and Bears in Chicago at Soldier Field on Veterans Day weekend. People are boycotting the NFL. Um, now, you also have, I've seen pictures of the Rams in L.A. taking on the Texans. And I would say it's about 25% full. It's embarrassing, and yet, it's like only Jerry Jones is like, why are we still having this commissioner here who doesn't want to address the issue of why people aren't coming to the games? We're losing money. Advertisers are mad. What is going on? And by the way, Roger Goodell is asking for $50 million. His contract is up. Uh, after this season, he wants $50 million a year to be the NFL commissioner. Now, the the owners, for the most part, love him because there was a big contract dispute, kind of a holdout a few years ago, and the players kowtowed and gave the owners pretty much everything they wanted. So they were like, thank you, Roger. You did great for us. Uh, you make a lot of money. He's made like $200 million since he's been in the past 10 years being commissioner. Now he wants $50 million, according to a report from ESPN. $50 million. He wants use of a a private jet for the rest of his life, even when he's not commissioner. Lifetime health insurance for his family. 
He wants all that. Uh, apparently, there is now a denial that Good- Goodell ever submitted any kind of requests like this. He makes about $30 million a year now. But sources telling ESPN, and they're going with it, that he wants $49.5 million a year. One owner told ESPN that several owners in this league who don't make, there are several owners who don't make $40 million a year. And talking about the salaries that the owners take, which doesn't include the increase in valuations that each franchise has undergone. Owner said that number for Roger just seems too much. It's offensive. It's unseemly. One NFL executive told ESPN the committee should pass a rule that prohibits Goodell from making more than the league's highest paid player. Well then. One owner said um, Roger is defiant. He's not going to resign. He's not going to take a pay cut. He can stand to show some humility, but he won't listen to staff. Won't listen to staff. Those around Goodell, it says, do not believe he will leave the job despite some whole, a handful of owners protesting. I don't sense that at all from him. One source who is regularly around Goodell told ESPN he said he's committed to it. He feels there are important issues he has to deal with. And then with the whole Jerry Jones thing, one owner told ESPN this week, and the problem is no one's talking about the games anymore. It's about concussions, Jones versus Goodell, Ezekiel Elliott suspension, the anthem. No one is talking about football. It's just killing the game. So apparently they do know some of this. Yeah, they do know some of this. So um, they're knowing it. Now the NFL, apparently some of the, I mean, the only one that's really outspoken against what Goodell's doing is Jerry Jones, right? And now apparently there's a nuclear option. Owners have, it says according to Pro Football Talk at NBCSports.com, owners have their own nuclear option for dealing with Jerry Jones. Now again, Papa John's, the biggest pizza sponsor, is like, we're yanking some ads. Other other local ads, we're gone, we're gone. Other advertisers, we're not getting the rate you know, of return. We're, and so the networks are losing money. Everybody's losing money. And yet these players and owners, the other ones, are just too stupid to realize. And now that Jerry Jones is like, hey, guys, this is common sense. Like, this whole anthem thing should have been taken care of. These guys work for us. Your boss, for the most part, tells you to do something, you do it. So apparently, when it comes to the Roger Goodell contract extension, much has been written and said about the potential nuclear option possessed by Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. But the rest of the owners, or more accurately, those who oppose Jones, have a nuclear option of their own. They could, in theory, attempt to trigger forfeiture of his franchise, the Cowboys. And it goes into some rule where they could actually, they could make it happen. It's extreme, but they could make it happen. It would take, a, he would sue. It would take years The source told Pro Football Talk, the primary front comes from the belief that among owners that Jerry Jones instigated Papa John's CEO, John Schnatter, to disparage the NFL, blaming league leadership for ratings declines and in turn a reduction in Papa John's revenues. Uh, I think you can tell by the ratings going down every week and lack of people in the stands, but more importantly to Papa John's CEO, fewer eyeballs watching and people listening, that he's right. What are they? They're like out of touch with reality. But Jerry Jones is out there saying publicly, this Goodell guy needs to go. He's doing a horrible job. It's something that could be solved, you know, lickety split. And that that's right. And now these other owners are apparently literally, this makes no sense, willing to lose money. And that's why they got into this, to make money. And they're willing to just kiss it all goodbye 
And then on top of that, try to force Jerry Jones to lose his franchise. Man, I mean, it's, it's, again, you look at this stuff and you sit back and you say, what the hell's going on? Just like the story we did two hours ago, the op-ed um, written by uh, a, a yeshiva, New York law professor who's black and his wife is half white, but he wrote a piece in the New York Times yesterday, can my children be friends with white people? What? I will teach them to be cautious. I will teach them suspicion. I will teach them to I will teach them distrust. And it's all because of Trump. I will have to discuss much sooner than I thought with my boys whether they can truly be friends with white people. I mean it's just So what happens after Trump is out of office? Oh, everything will be good then. Right? No. Really, I, I don't. Ah, uh, dude, it's, is it going to make people change somehow? I mean, people can be friends with whomever they want to be. That's what these guys don't understand. I mean, I, I love this. Listen, if you know, you've seen it. You've been there. When I was in college, you see a table full of people. Sometimes they're all black. Sometimes it's all white. Sometimes it's all Asian. Doesn't mean they hate anybody else. It's who they feel more comfortable with. Yeah. And just because they're more comfortable with certain people doesn't mean they hate others. That doesn't. They have to have more in common with those people. You marry a person because you have something in common with them. You feel like you can spend the rest of your life with nothing against anybody else, but this is what you feel comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with feeling comfortable. You buy a certain set of sneakers instead of other ones. You feel more comfortable in them. It doesn't mean you hate the rest of them. And you shouldn't force people, well, you should be more comfortable. Let me be me. And you shouldn't make them want to be with me either. I Just leave it alone. I think that's where the problems start. When you force somebody to Social engineering. To. Yeah. Yep, you're right. No. So again, you look at this stuff. The you know they they think Goodell's doing okay and everything's just fine and happy. It's not in the NFL. They're getting their butts kicked. And and this and with this guy, you know, will my should my chids should my kids be friends with white people? No, apparently not. He thinks white people are distrustful. But of course, he likes the white people that oppose Trump. So it's a very deceiving article in that aspect. A deceiving op-ed by this law professor. It's just. Again, it's just it's just the uh, the incentive. Like we smell BS nowadays. We don't we don't go for this stuff. People actually believe this and think that somebody shouldn't be friends with someone because of the color of their skin. That's called racism. But he doesn't see it racist. He thinks that at some point, he thinks that uh, he thinks that his kids are going to be turned on, hurt, mentally, physically, who knows, by white people because they just can't be friends. The only people you can't be friends with is the opposite sex unless you're gay. Billy Crystal was right when Harry met Sally. Men and women cannot be friends. There's and even the, then, that could be a cat Yeah. Fight. Believe but, me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. I've seen it. You have? That's all I can but say. But I'm, I'm saying straight men and women cannot be friends. Okay? They just can't do it. Impossible. Impossible. Uh, you can make comments about the NFL, about this op-ed that we did a couple hours ago, uh, where this, again, this guy just said, hey, um, I don't think my kids should be friends with white people. I know, if you didn't hear it a couple hours ago, uh, I'll give you one, one, um, one little piece right here. He writes, don't misunderstand. White Trump supporters and people of color can like one another, but real friendship? Mr. Trump's bruised ego invents outrageous claims of voter fraud, not caring that this rhetoric was built upon dogs and water hoses set on black children. And even today, the relentless effort to silence black voices. 
you know what? This guy probably wasn't mad when he saw the Black Panthers at the polling places, right? The polling places. And and they were literally caught on camera. Remember this in 2008? Intimidating. Intimidating people. And they said, we probably even have the audio. You know what? Hang on. I think I have it in this old thing right here, to be honest with you, that the Black Panthers doing this stuff. Um, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I saw it. If not, well, we could find it. I mean, if you want to really hear it. Um, oh, here we go. This is it. This is it. You ready? Ready? I hate white people. All of does. them. Yep. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. I love that sound bite. But that was the guy in the video. Cracker. Yep. But I'm sure this guy from Yeshiva, this, uh, this black law professor, saw no problem with that. The white people deserved it. Hang on. Linda, welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Garrett. Hi. Um, I was hoping that you would bring something up about the NFL because I am just livid this morning. Um, I saw last night on a TV network that was not broadcasting football because we've boycotted football all season. Wow. NFL football, I'm sorry, not college. But And then I saw it on Facebook this morning. The NFL has launched a new clothing and apparel line, and it's called Salute to Service. Mm-hmm. And they have all kinds of things on there that are honoring our service and military members. So they're I mean, trying to, they're, 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 hang on, they're, yeah, they're, it just tells you that it's all about money for yes, them. Yes, they're profiting off that. Because I, I saw over the weekend, I saw highlights that the coaches were wearing like camouflage jackets with their team name on it and that kind of stuff. Um, and then there were these, um, I don't say commercials, they were like promos or public service announcements by NFL players talking about how much they care about veterans and they thank them and all this other stuff. And and I'm watching that thinking, they really think people are going to believe this stuff? I mean, even though there are players that do respect the, the country and the flag, it's like the NFL has damaged its brand so much that it, it looks so fake. So fake that oh. we're not going to buy this stuff. It's just ridiculous. I saw the same, I saw a promo like that last night too. And I didn't see the whole thing, so I can't tell you that all of the players that I saw... All the players in that that segment are black, but I saw three black NFL mm-hmm. players yeah. do a promo for that. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, maybe those black NFL players that did that are some that didn't kneel, but give me a break. This has nothing to do with labor or controversies or whatever. Well, you can't just say you can't just say well, you can't just say it's black because you had the white guys. Aaron Rodgers led the charge. They were interlocking arms. Right. They were taking, you know, there was one of them that took yeah. a knee. I, I forget which one, but there was one that took a knee. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the white guys are just as, you know. But, but this is, they have so many other ways that they could get their point across about the things they're unhappy about. But this, this thing about this new apparel, Salute to Service, absolutely just makes me livid. I mean, it, it's, it's the biggest slap in the face to the military that I can ever tell you. Yeah. I'm yeah, it, it, it is pretty disgusting that they literally have people kneeling, and they, they kneeled in, in foreign countries and stood for the foreign countries anthem, and now they're selling. Like, Ryan Ryan just showed me the website. I mean, some of these jackets are going for 109 bucks. Hats are going for $35. So, yes, they now, unless, I don't know, does every penny go toward some kind of veteran's cause? I don't know. I, didn't I don't know. That. I'm not sure know. either. But, yeah, there was, a, there was a white Browns player, Seth DeValve, who... Uh, 
story from CBS Sports, thought to be the first white one to kneel. So it's a, I know what you're saying, though. You see, you're all right, you have all these black players saying that they're discriminated against, the world is bad, all this other stuff, everything's terrible, and they, they disrespect the, the country, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, wait a second, now you're telling me that you love the veterans, and I don't know. It's... You can't lump. You can't lump. Yes, back. you're right. It, it really is. You can't lump everything. You can't lump everything in the same, in the same category. But I, I know exactly what you're saying. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for bringing that for attention. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Garrett. Take care. Um, look at that. A uh, men's Tampa Bay Buccaneers Nike Olive Salute to Service sideline thermo pullover hoodie for ninety nine ninety nine. Go up a little bit. Is there anything on there that says? It doesn't say anything that it goes to. I like to the vets or anything. Uh, oh wait, 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 no, hang on, hang on, hang on, no, no, no. The NFL does not profit from the sale of salute to service products. Charitable con- contributions are donated to the NFL's military nonprofit partners, including the USO Wounded Warrior. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Project Pat Tillman's Foundation and Taps. So okay, so if you buy it, they don't profit. They probably just cover the cost, and everything else goes to to that. I would buy it if it didn't have football stuff well, on it. Well, that's yeah. It looks really cool. You could just donate straight to yeah. the organizations instead. There's that. Uh, we're late. We're late. I wanted to get that one in, though. Uh, 925, we'll continue. we got some just some little tidbits. This uh, The first accuser owned a business in Arizona before declaring bankruptcy, the one of the more accusers. We didn't hear about that. Coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 9.30, thank you for hanging out. Really quick right now. By the way, 89 for a high. But it should be dropping a little bit cooler tomorrow. And then as the week continues, more and more and more uh, cooler temperatures, which is which is what we want. And by the way, uh, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis for my page. My, I'm sorry, my channel. Uh, Ryan puts up podcasts, the whole show, interviews, highlights, you name it. It's free for you. Just like it so you get updated when new things happen there. Uh, and if you have the iHeartRadio app, just search Garrett Lewis. So it's iHeartRadio.com or iHeartRadio app. Search Garrett Lewis and you get my channel. Um, so Lee Korfman is the original accuser says she was 14 when Roy Moore, uh, kissed her and took her off her uh, shirt and then she was in a bra and then she said, take me home, blah, blah, blah. Well, she told the Washington post, he used to call me on my phone in my bedroom. Well, her mom told Breitbart, my daughter never had a phone in her bedroom. Okay. You might not think it's much, but it's still a big deal. Um, according to Newsmax, Newsmax reporter, James Herson, he said, uh, purportedly, her acute, the, the late Leah Kaufman, Kaufman uh, she has had three divorces, filed for bankruptcy three times, and been charged with multiple misdemeanors. Posts on Roy Moore's Facebook page indicate that Kaufman has claimed several pastors at various churches made sexual advances at her as well. I'm not trying to down, downplay, but you need to know about all people, right? All their background when they start making these claims, don't you? The star.com has, says about this, uh, this Lee Kaufman, her teenage life became increasingly reckless with drinking, drugs, boyfriends, and a suicide attempt when she was 16. As the years went on, Corfman says she didn't share her story about more, partly because of the trouble in her life. She's had three divorces and financial problems while living in Arizona. She and her husband started a second husband, started a, screening, a screen printing company, uh, and it fell into debt. They filed for bankruptcy protection three times, once in 91, with 139 grand in unpaid claims brought by the IRS, other creditors. In 2005, she paid a fine for driving a boat without lights. In 2010, she was working at a convenience store when she was charged with a misdemeanor for selling beer to a minor. Charge was dismissed. And again, I told you about the other ones, uh, at least one, Deborah Gibson, not the singer. Uh, she scrubbed her Facebook page 
because there were pictures of her being a sign interpreter for Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and all of her hatred of Donald Trump. And the Washington Post didn't say that she was also did all that, plus was a volunteer for the Democratic opponent of Roy Moore. These are details that are actually very important, aren't they? Doug Jones, she's a volunteer for Doug Jones. On her Facebook page, it says that. All right, uh, 933. Um, there is much, much, much more that we need to talk to about that. But do you think that that is important? Do you think it's something that is worth mentioning? Hmm. You could comment at 880-KNST, 880-5670. Or do you feel that that is just too much and it goes too far? I think you need to know the background about everybody. I'm not accusing her, not saying it couldn't be true. But apparently there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot there. We'll continue. 933, back in six. Here's Fox. Talk. All right, 942, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Emerson College poll in Alabama still has Roy Moore up 10. Wow. Uh, TV stations. I have the video on my page at knst.com, and I'll put it on my Facebook page in a little bit. Uh, that uh, It shows that they couldn't find anybody all day long to uh, say that they are no longer voting for for Roy Moore. It's, it's crazy stuff. And I'm giving information about the accusers. We'll talk about that. Second thing that I think you need to know, Trump's approval in Rasmussen pops to 46%. Uh, Larry Sabato over there, or Sabato over at uh, Sabaro. Uh, Virginia, University of Virginia School of Politics is on TV all the time. He's generally wrong, but he still has in these polls, you usually got to add 10 for Trump because of the, well, People don't want to say anything. They don't want to say they're Trump supporter, that kind of stuff. Uh, third thing I think you need to know is Bill Gates. Bill Gates buys 25,000 acres of property in Tonopah, just west of Phoenix, for $80 million. Wants to, at some point, no timetable, make it a smart city. Wants schools, autonomous cars, digital everything. We'll see. Three things I think you need to know. Before I get to a call, I just had this thought. I heard Jeff Flake. I meant to say this. You know how Jeff Flake and other... Um, Republicans are saying this guy needs to step down now. Now, this this Roy Moore, get rid of him now. It's horrible what he did. Jeff Flake wrote a book and went on TV. We have the sound bites where he bragged about his family hiring illegal aliens. And he's not sad about it. And he said they're Americans. These are Americans. They're not Americans. And he said in his book, he wrote his book, how he used to uh, get on his horse and try to distract the Border Patrol when they'd come raid the property because they knew his family hired illegal aliens. Why aren't senators demanding Jeff Flake step down? I mean, I know he's going to already, but they should have demanded that in the past, right? It's not, not even an allegation. He literally admits to breaking the law, his family breaking the law. Shouldn't he step down? How can you trust a guy that doesn't want laws in the books enforced? And really quick, can you, can you get the soundbite also of Chris Van Hollen on with, uh, and I'll get to your calls, be patient. Um, Chris Van Hollen on with uh, Chris Wallace of Fox News. Now, again, all these Republicans, there's more over the weekend. All these allegations, you know, it, it seems strong. He's got to step down. Allegations. Not saying he did. I don't know if he did or he didn't do it, but it just seems fishy, right? Well, Senator Bob Menendez, a Democrat in New Jersey, is going through a trial right now. Actually, the jury is deliberating if he's going to be found guilty on bribery and corruption. Not one Democrat is throwing this guy under the bus. Listen to this. As long as we're talking about allegations, a jury in New Jersey is right now considering not allegations, but charges of political corruption against Democratic Senator Bob Menendez. If that jury convicts him, convicts him, not allegations, but a conviction, should he step down? 
Chris, he, he, we're going to leave this decision to the jury, and I'm not going to get ahead of the game. Uh, people on the jury will look at the facts, just like people in Alabama will have to look at the facts, and they'll have to render a decision. And I'm not going to speculate about what the outcome of that jury decision was. So if a guy is convicted on charges, including bribery and corruption, you don't think that he should step down from his sentence? But these Republicans are eating their own because they're the swamp. Like gators eating the swamp, right? And they don't think this guy should step down. Or they think this guy should step down and he's not even he's not even elected yet. It's insane. Again, Flake should have been asked to step down because he thinks illegals are Americans. Sees nothing wrong with uh, hiring him. Cutting the line. Uh, McCain should have stepped down back in, what, uh, late 80s, 89, whatever it was, Keating 5 scandal. Uh, bad judgment, thinking you could use your... Your power and influence to help out others. Hang on. Doug, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hey, Garrett. How are you? What's up, Long-time Doug? Long-time listener, uh, listening to the show this morning, retired cop. I was just Thank thinking you. about you know what prosecutors do to rape victims or sexual assault victims on the stand. They attack their person, what they were prior to the event, what they were, how they dressed, were they leading the person on? What kind of life they've led? Uh, everything you talked about, the 14-year-old girl, was after the fact. And I would just like to maybe point out that a 14-year-old with a relationship with a 32-year-old. Um, oh, that'd be creepy, man. That yeah. event caused her life to unravel. Mm. You didn't say anything about what her life was prior to 14. Did she lead him on? What kind of life was she leading? Uh, that's a very good question. We don't know. And, and you make a great point. Uh, now, what she remembers, and she said uh, over and over, at least 10 times, she remembers. I remember. Not like it happened, but I remember. I remember. And and if this is, we don't even know if this is true, but she remembers, she said, um, basically her mom being at the courthouse and more watching her while her mom went to the court and said, I keep an eye on your daughter, and she said she remembers giving him her number. It says he called not long after. Quote, I remember the further I got from my house, the more nervous I got, meaning when there was a drive with Roy Moore, he took her in the car. Um, she remembers going inside. He gave her alcohol, according to what she remembers, on the next visit. At some point, and she said, I told him I was 14. She says they sat and talked. He, he apparently, according to her, she remembers, she said, he said that she was pretty, put his arm around him and kissed her, and then she began, she was nervous and said, take me home, and she says, he did. Now, we don't know if it's true or not, but that's why you look at the background, and I know what you're saying about that. But then he asked the background. Her mom admitted to Breitbart, well, my daughter in the Washington Post story said that he called her on her bedroom phone. My daughter never had a phone in her bedroom. Well, I, I agree with that. When I first saw the story, too, I'm thinking, yeah. how does a guy defend himself against something that's 32 years old? And yes, uh, memories fade, and then sometimes people lie, but... Uh, I was just commenting on yeah, the way no. you were describing the victim. I guess we don't know but about that. Only, but, but only yeah. relating to what happened after. And yeah. maybe uh, it did screw up her life some. You know, it may have. And we don't know if it happened or it didn't happen. And, I, you know, I bet you there are people that were traumatically affected if they were in this kind of scenario. But they still they still led an okay life. Now, who knows if this has anything to do with it? Maybe she has alcohol in her family. We don't know, you know. And, we don't know. Yeah, right. we right. don't know. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. No, I, it's, it's, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. Um, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not. I've been calling on uh, like the Angry Vagina March to go to Hollywood to protest. You know there is a protest going on? 
You hear about this? It's I'll tell you what it's called, uh, where it's going, and if it'll do anything. Uh, I'll get that to you in about five. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Got my thing, and I showed it to them, and I but but I asked them first. This is what he actually said. That you know, I I never just showed it to him. I always said, "Can I show you this first? And I always thought that was okay, because I asked them. Again, he never said what their answers were. I'm pretty sure, judging by my life experience with women, the answer would be no. <laughs> no. Hey, you That's want right. a little laugh? <clears throat> Shut up. Let me show you something. Yeah, exactly, jerk. <laughs> so uh, he's like, "I'm going to take some time off and learn from this to learn." That- at some point, you expect like your six-year-old or four-year-old or five-year-old to be guilty of that. And this means say, you don't do that. Because they're like four, five, and six, not a grown man like Louis C.K. Anyway, thousands of people expected to march in Los Angeles on Sunday to support victims of sexual assault and harassment inspired by a social media campaign that has portrayed such abuse as pervasive, a pervasive feature of American life. How much you want to bet the media doesn't cover it like they cover the vagina march? The Me Too March. Hashtag Me Too. Culminates in a rally at Hollywood Boulevard, uh, in an intersection. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all this other stuff. Uh, they're talking about, again, Weinstein, Spacey, Louis C.K. Organizers said on Facebook, the conversation around harassment in Hollywood will broaden to include other industries if we force it to. It's not going to do it on its own. Really? I wonder if anybody's going to like show up. Like all those Hollywood, Scarlett Johansson and Ashley Judd, they all showed up for the Vagina March. Cher, Madonna... Are they going to show up for this one? Hmm. So there you go. The uh, hashtag Me Too. They want men and women, all walks of life, to reveal their own experiences with sexual harassment and assault. Sunday. So if you're not doing anything, you can head out there. Are they going to have that here in Tucson? Because they did they did a vagina march here in Tucson too, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't have time to really get into a lot of this. But get this, uh, from the Washington Free Beacon, just came out minutes ago. U.S. admits possible role in arming Iranian-backed militants in Iraq. Yet John McCain wants us to keep, uh, you know, he's ripping Trump for saying, you're letting, you're letting your shot live. You want to start on the war to go get this guy? Like, enough is enough. U.S. officials acknowledged Iranian-backed forces in Iraq could be using American-made arms, an admission that comes amid growing concern on Capitol Hill that our government is quietly working with militia fighters in Iraq. We're directly tied to uh, the Islamic Revolutionary Guards. Oh, who is... What's going on? This first... The program first begun under the Obama administration. Widespread support in the State Department for this. First started in under the Obama administration. Why isn't Trump cutting this off? Does he not know about this? We'll get more of this tomorrow. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. Uh, Rush is coming up next. Go to KNST.com. Check out all the videos and on my Facebook page as well.